Masters. I mean, holy shit, what a weekend. Oh, it was incredible. You had the first day, bad weather. I mean, it was kind of like... Shuffling around. Shuffling. People were finding out who was going to be kind of on top, and then... Sungjae fires. Why are we talking about the fucking weather? Seriously. Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods. (laughs) Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods. You're talking about the goddamn weather. <laughs> Tiger the Woods, truth. Dude. The truth honestly, is, I'm sick of about hearing about Tiger Woods for the past week. Honestly, we have seven days in a row of Tiger Woods. I think we can all calm down now. And- well, yeah, but dude, come on. I mean, I hear where you're coming from, but it's goddamn Tiger Woods. Yeah. I mean, the guy came back what I don't know, 13, 14, 15 months after a car wreck, where he thought potentially for a short while he could be losing his leg. And then he's walking, con- arguably no, no, the no, hardest no. I'm not convinced that's a real leg. Tour. Show it's, me the proof. It's probably not. With the money he has. That's not a real leg. That's some, that's some cyborg leg shit. Comes in after we all think he's just like this revival from the dirt, and he just comes out, gives people a run for his money the first two days. Really looks good. He's playing well. Right in the mix. He was in it. He, he was in it. Dude, just, he was hitting vintage a, Tiger shots. That first like, day was vintage Tiger, 100%. Absolutely vintage. Shooting put, one yeah, under in those conditions, incredible. Oh, yeah. Welcome to Good Lies Golf. I'm your host, Ryan Sherman, and uh, I break uh, under 100 sometimes. Across the way, I got Zach Grossman. He shoots under par. And then to the left of me, I got Brendan Lawson, who shoots somewhere in between the both of us. And we're the guys from Good Lies Golf. I was really rooting for my buddy Cam Smith, but he made a little bit of a boo-boo on number 12, short little par three over the water, dunked it in there, made a triple, and he ended up, he still got third, tied for third, I think. Yeah. He didn't really challenge Scotty at all on the back nine after that, so it was a little anticlimactic. I feel like so much happened, though, during that round. Like, to your point, he puts the, the ball in the water there. That was kind of the end of it, you know, a triple bogey. I, I, I think it said a lot of, a lot about him. I mean, obviously, you never want to see a guy, like, give up. And I'm not saying he did that, but his mentality just completely changed. Like, you could tell he went from believing that he literally, if he just made a birdie on the next few holes or something like that, he really yeah. had a chance. And when that happened, it for a couple holds, it was just kind of like the wheels fell off. And he eventually kind of regathered himself uh, towards 17, 18. But I think the biggest turning point, though, was on, you know, the third hole. Cam came out firing and hit those two birdies real quick on one and two. Right. And then... And then Ryan sent a text message to the group message and said how great Cam was doing. Jinxed him, and then he started playing bad. I think that's exactly what happened. Threw a hex on him. I called that shit, too. He did, yeah. I called that shit. I said, don't jinx this guy, and then bam, went downhill real quick. But, yeah, yeah, they they both put their ball over to the left-hand side, you know, around trees. Scotty is back behind the leaderboard. I mean, I don't know if you can talk to this ruling a little bit more, Zach, but... He got to move his ball, what seemed like almost 15 yards from where it laid or lied. And then you got Cam Smith, who's literally up against like an electrical grate and, you know, didn't get any change in lie there. And I think that kind of got in his head, but ultimately, you know, Scotty had that window. Yeah. They both hit poor second shots too, but then Scotty, yeah. you know, chips in. 
all that infrastructure with the stands and, and the scoreboards, I don't know how else you can do it other than just giving the player clear relief. It is, it's tough because you get such a great advantage from almost banking it off of these things sometimes. I right. mean, none of the players are actually trying to hit it into the grandstands, but you see these clips of balls bouncing off. It's kind of a little bit of a valley for the ball to come right. back. So, right. Do you think there's pressure knowing that the players know they have that relief? Like, do you think there is pressure laid off? Like, oh, if I shank it and it hits that, it's not a big deal. There could be. Yeah, absolutely. It's That's way better than a, it's way better than a water hazard or interesting you thought know, there. A bunker. You see him tee off to hit that ball after Cam goes, you know, birdie, birdie, and you're like, oh shit! Like, there's a real chance Cam gets up and down here, and at minimum, Scotty's going to walk away with the bogey. And that cuts that one, you know, one stroke lead to nothing. Scotty shot was wild after three holes. Yeah, that chip. Um, that, that Scott, that shot was wild. That and the had. fact that they well, were yeah, both right there, absolutely. and they were both in that low, that low area short of the green. Yeah, yeah. And Scotty did that kind of bump and run chip that went in, and right. Oh yeah, Cam, yeah. Cam yep. overshot. Cam, yeah, Cam overshot it. Right. And he had a great yeah, putt for they, par. They went after two different shots too i mean cam went with the, the high ball scotty went low i was i was honestly surprised especially after seeing scotty make it i was like oh he's gonna hit the same shot let's not act like those two guys are the only guys out there though i mean what about rory making a hell of a comeback no, you're right yeah. all came throughout the of, day i mean we're talking about came these out guys of like like you know rory came out of nowhere uh sunjay held in it strong the yeah. whole you know, he kind of held in it. He held his own. Who else came out of nowhere? Charles Schwartzel was in there for a while. Charles Schwartzel. I mean, the shots that Schwartzel was making Dude. were like magical, like highlight reel ESPN level shots that guy was making all day. They were all ESPN day. level. They were on there. Yeah, they all were, day. Uh, all top, day. Top 10. All day he was a well, highlight reel. What's nuts, though, and even... Obviously, I didn't pick him, and I can't say, oh, you know, I had him on my list. I should have picked him because I talked about course history. Totally disregarded him, yeah. uh, even though he's won there before. He had missed the first, uh, or I guess the previous six cuts leading up to that it's tournament. That's crazy how bad he was playing. Oh, grouping. yeah, he was a total rando, and and talk about oh, rando fuck. as well. I mean, I mean, not too random, but Zach's boy, J.J. Spawn. JJ Spawn. Yeah, so Spawn. sorry yeah. again, JJ. Yeah, Zach owes yeah, JJ man, an we, apology. We nice top twenty-five, bit, yeah. JJ. He top Great twenty-five, bam, Great baby. Work. He came in in the Masters, Played and that was man. tough too. I feel like no, we got Roy, off yeah. Rory too quick, though. What he did was really special. He came out and he, you know, he tied the uh, low round there with a sixty-four, which was unbelievable. Yeah, and the way he made that chip, like. Like you were talking about. Oh, that was a moment. Oh when God. him and Morikawa Such made the back-to-back chips. I mean, that's that's the only sport you do that with is golf, right? Where there's like a guy rooting for the other guy and they're playing against each other in the same matchup and they're both so hyped. They, they, were, going at it. they were going at it all around, too. It's exactly, <laughs> right. Forth. I mean, Morikawa right. shot the, uh, the second lowest score that day. Right. right. Yeah, they were just feeding off each other the whole time. I think they both talked about how... Having the other there fueled. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. they were saying that. They were saying that that's like a thing. And now Morikawa yeah. is playing this week, but Rory's not. Yeah, yeah this, that's right. Yeah, I feel like this course definitely doesn't suit Rory's game. No, he's too long of a hitter. He's too, too long. long at all. Yeah. Yeah. 
His and pack. yo, real quick before we move on to got to give a shout out. And, and the reason being it's his, it was the second time at the masters. And again, he gets a top 10 finish. Zalatoris. Zalatoris. So I literally, that, you know that what though? It would have been a better finish. If it, eventually. it would have been a better finish though. If he didn't put like garbage. That's the thing though. How young is this kid? He's played in the masters twice. He's got two top tens. He's got oh, he'll be one where he came he in second place. Down. He's going to win the Masters at some point. He has yeah. to. I agree. I agree with that statement. And I, yeah. I think Sanjay M is going to win it. Sanjay? I think he's going to win that course one day. I, I truly think he plays really well. I, I just And that's the thing. It's course history, fellas. Course Ten history. Years from now, these, these guys that have been playing this course for 12 years, they're going to be let, wearing green jackets. All right, you let, think Scotty's got another? Can we all talk another? about it, though? Can we all just put the elephant in the room? Yeah, let's talk about it. The Sam's Club, John Daly, Harry Higgs. Can we talk oh, about yeah. Harry? Harry uh, Higgs. Coming out of left field, coming mind. out of nowhere, barely a good finish this year, and just comes out firing at the Masters, just showing people the business. Came out of the corner with a shopping cart full of donuts and white claws. Yeah. <laughs> Came out of the closet with a shirt off. Yes. Like, hey, why not get T14? T14. Harry Higgs, well done. Yeah, hats off. I mean, come on. Harry Higgs out of nowhere coming in, placing great in the Masters. Good for him. I don't know. I feel like everybody was kind of slightly off their game. Is that a weird statement? I don't, I don't know if they're off their game. I mean, again, Zach, I mean, you you know better than both of us, but I felt like conditions were difficult. And just in general, I mean, that's a difficult course. That's why you get guys that play year after year typically doing better. You know, you get these younger guys that have only played it once, twice, or maybe it's your first time there. It's hard to go low. I mean, especially to do it for four days. It's a difficult course, especially those greens. Yeah, with those conditions, the fact that Scotty was under par every round. He just played exceptional golf. He played exceptional golf. He separated himself from the field. And he capped it off with a four putt. I mean, as like almost like a fuck you at that point. I mean, to do that is almost a fuck you. After Matsuyama bows at the flag and this he guy's four putting, that's the difference, you know. <laughs> he could have six putted. He had a couple more strokes to give up. Yeah, but I, he he decided to call it off. Now, do we think just to cap off the Masters here and to kind of segue into the RBC heritage to talk about Scotty Scheffler? Is he the is he the real deal? Is he about to make like a Tiger Woods run this year and just start winning everything or what? I think he already I has. Think so. I think four yeah. wins and six starts is Tiger-like for this No, but what day. I'm saying is do you think he is satisfied like a Tiger would not be satisfied after winning four, five, six oh. things? Like, do you think he's going to have that fire where he just goes after it this year and tries to win everything? Like fire in his bones. I think, I think so. I think. Yeah. Like I think. out for blood like Tiger was during that reign of terror he had in the two, early 2000s, you know. Yeah, let, let, me say, let me say this. Maybe this is bold, but and Zach, shut me down if it is, but yes, I think he will go on a run this year. I think he's already done it, obviously, with four wins, including a major uh, in an extremely short period of time. And I think he's also, on top of that, he's in the shortest time span, I think it was like 42 days, he's had his first win on tour and become world's number one which is insane. But that being said, what I was going to say that might be bold and again, correct me, Zach, I don't think that the top players this year collectively are really playing at super high levels. 
I think there's been spurts, but I almost feel like it's kind of a weak season in terms of the top players. I think there's a few of them mm, that are really I just agree. standing above everybody else. John Rom, DJ, Bryson. Yeah. Bryson's had a Brooks. bad year. Brooks just played terribly at the Masters. Those are yeah. a lot of your top guns. Right. And it's disappointing they haven't been playing so well, but they're playing tough courses and they're the maybe it speaks to the quality of the the average tour player these days. Right, maybe that's increasing. Right. I mean, well, yeah, you right. said, I mean, with any sport, right? I mean, we're, I mean, we want to talk about generalities. I mean, talk about any sport, and you can expand throughout, you know. The, it's the same classic thing as the old athletes are saying, the Bill Russells are challenging the LeBrons of the world, saying, like, you know, if you were in my league and I was in your league and this and that. But in reality, the athletes are just, they have next-level training tools. They have next-level strength and conditioning equipment. Like, there, there's a next level of, of, like, sports medicine and technology that was never accessible before. It's like a guy like Tiger Woods, they can, like, reconstruct his asshole fibers and turn it into a new leg so he can go golf with the Masters and, you know, break par. It's pretty crazy. That's, that's what we're talking about is, like, medical advancement in science. Well, like, it's increasing these the skills of some of these athletes. So golfers in general too, just like any other sport, they're getting better. You're right. I mean, the advancements in technology and the way players are training now, it's far above and beyond anything that people did, you know, even 10, 10 years ago. Uh, and a lot of that, especially in golf is because of Tiger Woods, but that's not what Zach and I were saying. We were saying that the, the level and the caliber of which these top players are playing this season is not up to par with what they've done in the past. And, you know, Zach was mentioning John Ryan. Right, right, yeah. You know, he was world number one. He really hasn't played well. He no. really hasn't. No. He's I mean, been a like, terrible DraftKings pick. And, yeah. and I think Come that's on, what we Ron. were saying. Calling you know, out. that's what we were saying is, like, Scotty's playing unbelievable, and I don't think anyone else underneath him is really playing at his level. He just is better than everyone at this point, and it's not because of talent uh, per se. It's just those other guys just aren't really having great seasons. He's just hitting that two or three month stretch that everyone, yeah, prays for. Yeah. So so there's a tradition. I didn't know about this. I hope to God it's true. But everything I've read, it is true. Uh, so every year around the Masters, uh, John Daly signs autographs at the Augusta Hooters all week. Do you know that shit? Oh yeah. my God! Yeah, he I does. It's a tradition that. he has. Yeah. He probably does it to make money oh, to hedge his gambling bets, but yeah. That's, Who cares, man? That you got to hedge your awesome. bets? Yeah. Yeah, he does. He's a legend. That's so, wow. so sick. But anyways, the other thing I wanted to throw out there, so Scotty Shuffler obviously won the Masters. Uh, there's two other guys that have recently won championships, and they all went to the same, they all went to the same high school. So you also got Matt Stafford, went to the same high school as uh, Scotty Shuffler, Clayton Kershaw. Oh wow! And they've all in the last last two years won a a, a championship of some sort. That high school good is probably the talent. World Series, Super Bowl, or the Masters. Wow, good for them! Football and baseball, mm, running it. So that's pretty cool. That's but pretty to your cool. point, Masters is over, unfortunately. But on to the next one. We have the RBC Heritage, played at Harbortown Golf Links. That's in Hilton Head, South Carolina. Being a Pete Dye design with the help of Jack Nicholas, incredible course, par 71, 7,099 yards, very short for the PGA Tour. Zach has actually played on it himself. 
Yeah, I've played it a few times. It's very sh- it's it's short, like you say, but you have to be very accurate. It's all about the iron play into the greens, being comfortable on Bermuda greens. The finishing stretch here is pretty iconic. It's a cool dogleg left, 16th par 4, with a big tree in the middle of the fairway. You'll see guys are going to have to kind of decide on, on lines off the tee, and then you'll have about 200 in, or you'll have a wedge in, depending on what you choose. 17 is a great little par 3. There's a bunch of bunkering, there's some water, and 18 is the famous par 4 finishing hole around the marsh. And you finish up right to the to the lighthouse on 18. Uh, Matt Kuchar holed out there to win a few years back. That's he, Brendan's boy, the Cooch. The Cooch, he could do well this Cooch. week. He's in the field this week. And like uh, Brendan yeah. talks yeah. about the, court, the course history, yeah, that can definitely help you here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, this is another one of those courses. Uh, definitely course history comes into play. I talked about that a lot last week. But, yeah, I, speaking of Cooch, I think he's even been quoted saying, like, this course in particular, it's like you're playing chess. It's a lot about angles. It's ball placement. You won't find those long bombers, you know, typically having success here because you have just a shit ton of trees lining all the fairways. So it's really about putting your ball in the right spot giving yourself a chance to hit the green. And there's even scenarios where you might hit your ball in the fairway, but you're on the right side and now you don't have a shot at the green because you needed to be on the left side to have that angle and that window open. Right. The angles are everything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And all these players are going to be playing to the, to similar yardages. So that's going to factor in as well. I mean, Zach, you were a collegiate golfer at Skidmore. You were a competitive golfer. Is that a moment when you hit the ball next to the guy you're golfing with in a match? Is it more intimidating to then have to square up next to the shot again next to the same guy? Like, is it a mind thing, too, when you're hitting in the same areas? It depends who you play with. Some of the guys are really nice and you become friendly with them. And other guys just out of the gate, they're all business and they don't want anything to do with you. Okay, so you got to, like, pick and choose your... You gotta kind of feel yeah. It you out. feel it. Feel you, out your business, or did you fuck with people? No, I. Their heads. I talked with everyone. I got a good vibe from. Oh, so but, you, you were kind. You were the kind golfer. Yeah, I tried to be. Oh, kind. You're, you're playing mind games with them, weren't you? You're like trying to be super <laughs> nice, and they're like, "Oh, I, I like this winning. guy. Yeah. I can't beat him." Oh yeah, yeah. you you want to try to be lovable so that they don't, you know, they're like they don't. You, you don't want to piss them off out there, so they start yeah. getting hot. You don't want people rooting against you out of the gate, you know, throw, show them some love. And, but so there's no added be... pressure if you're like hitting it next to the same, like the, like how Cam Smith and Scott, Scotty were like hitting it right next to each other. Last that, week. that Constantly was definitely back to back, to back. It was like, is that intimidating to like square up right next to the guy you're facing instead of him hitting a shot on the other side of the fairway? That's not really relevant to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's more of a match feel as opposed right. to just a stroke play where you're just playing your own ball and playing against a field. Not right. just an actual a person, you know. That's what makes the Ryder Cup like so, a scramble so almost, great. You know, you're, it's it's intimate. You know, yeah. it's personal. You're exchanging blows. You're going back and forth. Mm. Yeah, you're hitting the same shot essentially. So it's like who who's better? Like right here on this shot, who's better? And yeah. you're going to be able to tell immediately. You know what I mean? Who who hit the better shot? So yeah, it definitely bodes more for whoever hits that that better shot is going to feel more confident. And you know, the person that doesn't is going to feel somewhat inferior you know what i mean 
Yeah. But yeah. you were talking about, do you get pissed off? I always found that I, I was a better athlete when I was pissed off. Mm. I would just oh, kind yeah? of zone in and forget everything. Else. Yeah. Just like zone in, you forget everything else and you just play pissed off. You just go out there and do the job, but there's definitely different levels of playing style. There are so many different mentalities that work, but I think being a super competitive player and, and having kind of a chip on your shoulder and, and being angry like Brooks Kepka is the quintessential chip on your shoulder player. Right. right. He yeah. thinks everyone's yeah. against him and he's really got to prove himself. But Guys, not all great of, players are like that. Majors too. It's like you don't have to prove anything anymore, man. You want a bunch of majors, yeah. chill out. Yeah. Like you're good. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, exactly. He can, you know, join Bryson in the long drive or whatever he wants to go do. You know? Yeah, those guys don't seem like they're trending towards low scores and good short games right now. So yeah, I mean, no, pick either, either of those Bryson guys are far away from my lineup this week. I'll tell you that, dude. He he broke himself. That dude, Bryson. Yeah, I don't know what he's doing. Be dude, that long drive hitter. Like, why are you trying to do PGA and that? Just like pick a lane or something. Like you're not yeah. like why these guys. He just became a, different a show. Format. These guys aren't muscle heads. The guys at the top right now, they're not. Scotty Scheffler's not. Right, some diesel super guy driving crazy. Ripped yeah. in the gym, constantly lifting weights. Looks like his, you know, his muscles are coming out of his shirt. No, he's just he's, a conditioned player. He's just in good shape. And these guys, him and Cam Smith, the two players at the Masters that were at the top most of the time, they do golf fitness. Golf fitness is totally different. Cam Smith goes out, has some drinks with his buddies on the weekend. He's not <laughs> right. He's not Brooks Kepka or Dustin Johnson who's sweating it out in the gym two, for three sure, times for a sure. day. It's kind of like yeah. Reggie Miller, like in basketball. Reggie you know, Miller. He didn't lift weights because he thought it would throw off his shot. You know what I mean? Like I agree with that. I know we're in the Tiger the era, up. but I agree with that. I think you it's lose not, some touch when you're lifting weight constantly. Yeah. You Well, you do. Yeah. You lose some feel, right? Yeah. But, yo, can we can we change gears real quick? What about the mascot? You know what I mean? Sir Willie. Sir, Sir Willie. You know about this guy? You know I don't even Sir know Willie? him. No, Sir Willie? Is he no, official? so RBC Heritage, they legitimately have their own mascot. So their their trophy is a statue of Sir Willie. But they, they have a legitimate guy that goes out and he's there. And you could get pictures and stuff with him. But he's, he's a, their mascot. I got to say, Sir Willie is like something that a super inflated ego might call their package or something. (laughs) 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 Pledge in a plaid jacket. Sir Willie is in his, is is in his plaid jacket. So talking into the actual tournament history, everything else. I mean, you had 2017 winner, Wesley Bryant, you had CT Pan 2019, uh, Webb Simpson won it 2020. So you've had a lot of eclectic winners. Yeah, not necessarily long, longer hitters. Right. Just guys who know the area. Great yeah. short games. Good proximity work, golfers. Work the ball. Yeah. Good putters, too. I mean, you have to be a good putter here. Tight. Everything's compressed with all of the players heading into these same landing zones off the tee. So mm-hmm. you got to be your Colin Morikawa. Like what we were saying, has to be a great iron game. You have to be accurate off the drive. Can't just be driving it anywhere because depending on where you land, you are going to be in a screwed situation in that It's a narrow shot. course with a lot of trees. Exactly. You got a lot of nature around you. 
which is a lot of birds, a lot of noise, a lot of distractions. Nature's everywhere out there. What golfer is playing well with distractions around? I don't know if that's a statistic, but I'm sure that's valuable to look at because there's going to be a lot of nature out there. I think it's going to be a hell of a week. I think we're going to see a lot of golfers coming out of the woodwork. I think we're going to see a very unique tournament where we're going to see a bunch of guys we haven't heard from, seen from in a while, just popping out, saying hello, making some crazy scores. Oh, some sleepers. Some very sleepers, sleepers. you say? I love it because it's a short course. Yeah. You always see the sleepers on a short course because they're, they don't have to compete with these massive long dick drivers that are, you know, oh, 350 yards, 320 yards. Like, they don't have to compete right. with yeah. that. It's not, it's, it's not relevant. So now yeah. all these other guys that can relax a little bit, play their game, play their, like, short course hometown game of golf, now they can kind of sit back on that and, and play their own little. You're, dude, you're exactly right. Uh, I'm pretty certain that the majority of the most recent winners at this tournament Ranks somewhere between like 112th or worse in uh, driving on tour in terms of distance. So that is not yeah. a factor. It's, it's the guys that yeah. put the ball in place and hit consistent good irons into their greens uh, because a lot of you know the players are going to be playing and hitting from the same spots. It's all yeah. spot call. Yeah. So segueing into this, obviously the picks. We got to start talking about the picks. We got to start talking about that. So, Zach, you want to fire off your, your quick six, your yeah. DraftKings six picks, and tell us a little bit about as, why? As deep dead last in our Masters contest <laughs> last week, I'll, uh, I'll start, the, start it all off. I'll start off with my sleeper, Richie Warinsky. He's got no top tens, but I think he's going to make a top ten in this event. I think he's going to contend. 71 average. I've been loving the way Joaquin Neiman's been playing. He's in my lineup as well. Averaging 69, 9,100. I feel like that's decent value for how well he's been playing recently. Colin Morikawa, I think, is a lock to do well. He came seventh here last year. He's had seven top tens this year, made 10 of 11 cuts. He's looking really good. Fresh off of a tandem hole out with Rory. Matt Kuchar, I'm sure, I know uh, I know Brendan loves Cooch. He's won here before. He loves this place. He lives in Sea Island, Georgia. Just so he's a, going all the a time. little, just a stone's throw. So he's definitely going to contend. He's a plotter. He can put the ball in, in spots and position himself well. Another kind of sleeper, I would say, is Charles Howell the third. Chucky three sticks, they call him. He's had one ten, one top ten this year. He's averaging just under seventy. He's a ball striking genius. Always has been. If he can get the putter hot this week. I think good things are going to happen for him. Ooh, I like that pick. It's a good pick. Thank you. And my winner, Corey Connors. The guy is so consistent. Wow. He's always yeah. in it. And he's such a great iron player, ball striker. I feel like he's yep. due for something big soon. And I think it's going to happen at the RBC. Mm, so the guy's picking the Canadian. I'm going yeah, with the dude, Canadian. That's a great, great, great pick. He's finished T11 or better in the last three of five starts on PGA tour Crushing and it, uh, he ranks third on tour and greens and regulation. Bam. Six I'm trying not to come in last. This week. Mm. I like mm. it, man. For the record, yeah, before Brendan like gives it. his picks, I want to just say that I won last week out of all three of us. Brendan came very close, just within 10 points striking distance. So we had a very check good the, match. Check the numbers. Check the numbers. <laughs> scoreboard, man. Two horse race. We, but, need, a, we need a shot at the <laughs> scoreboard here. We're really happy about that. You know, Team Sherm came for a comeback victory. Now we're all 
with a win on the board, ready for the season, sparking up. We're doing it. You Brandon, look good. You look good in a green jacket. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. I won on Masters weekend. Thank you. I'll take that pride. Brendan, to your picks, sir. Uh, yeah, so I'm feeling pretty good about my lineup. Feeling pretty good about it. I know I harped a lot on course history, so that does play a role in my picks. That being said, I do not have anyone in my lineup that has won this tournament before. So as mm. much as I love my boy, Cooch, uh, oh, I think he's going to be boy this week. Wow. Yeah, yeah, Adios, yeah. Cooch. Um, no, I like what you said about someone here. I like Colin Morikawa for this course. I think this course is probably one of those ones that you would say, who is best suited for this uh, course? It's probably going to be Colin Morikawa. Uh, it just it, it suits everything about his game. He's accurate. He's a great iron player. If he's feeling good with his putter, I think he's going to have a big, big week. And he came in seventh last year in this event. I have Adam Hadwin. He's 17th on tour in approach play. He did miss the cut last year. He's got a 41st, a 48th, and a 22 finish here in previous years, which is not great. But I love the way he's playing right now. He's been really consistent. He's got a few top tens um, in his recent starts, and I really like the way he's playing. Tom Hoagie, the Hoag man, the, the Hoagmeister, really love the way he's playing right now. Um, he's number one in the field for approach play from 175 yards to 200 yards, 25th finish uh, most recently in the RBC Heritage. Kevin Streelman, he's got a T22 at the Players, a T7 at the Valspar, and a T16 at the Valero, coming in hot. Uh, he's tied third last season. He had a T6 in 2019 and a T7 at, in 2018 in this event. So I love his course history, and I love the way he's playing right now. Uh, my sleeper sleeper is Denny McCarthy. He made the cut in eight of his last nine events he's played, coming off a T18 in the Bolero. He got fifth last year at this event and he's one of the best putters on tour. I love Denny McCarthy this week. I think he's going to play really, really well. My winner this week is my man, Shane Lowry. I think he's coming in extremely hot, hitting the ball really well. One of the better iron players on tour. He's very consistent. He has four straight top 13 finishes and on his record this year, including two top threes. Uh, one of which is coming right after this week with the Masters. So we'll love him, and he finished ninth last year and third two years ago. So he's got a couple top tens at the RBC already. I think he's going to get it done this week. Wow, big, bold prediction. That's a good pick. Yeah, I think I like Shane Lowry for the course. Yeah, Shane Lowry, huh? That's the pick. So you're, you're picking a Canadian, and Brendan's picking an Irish guy. The Irishman. Okay. All right, I see how it is. Well, I'm going to go with a different strategy here. I'm going to take a different approach. I'm going to go with Tommy Fleetwood. I'm going to go with a little Englishman. So I'm going to go Tommy Fleetwood there as one of my picks. He's been 9 out of 10 on the cuts. We all know Tommy's been playing well as of late. He had a great little showing in the Masters, getting 14th. He had 16th in the Valspar, 22 in the Players, 20th in the Arnold Palmer, so he's been playing very well. All of his last tournaments, he's been playing well. Then I have Billy Horschel. Billy Horschel, for some crazy reason, I just loved how he played at the Masters. I don't care if he came in 43rd. 
He came in second at the Arnold Palmer before that, 16th in the Honda Classic, 6th in the Waste Management, 11 in Farmers Insurance. He's been hot this year, and it's spurts of magic, and I just loved what I saw at the Masters. So I think he can continue those great shots through this windy, nature-esque, accurate course. I think he'll be able to find those difficult shots and and, and take the shot he's going to need to to get him on the green. Then I have Cooch. I'm keeping Cooch in my lineup because I just think he's been playing great golf. Valero, he played well. Valspar, he played well. He's just on a little streak, and I just think it's it's a great course for him, and I think he loves it, and, and I think it's going to be a no-brainer. I'm with Brendan and Denny McCarthy. I think that's a great pick. He's a great value pick, too, at 7,200. I think that's really smart. 13 out of 16 cuts. Like Brendan said, excellent putter. I think that's what you need in a course like this. You got our guy, J.J. Spawn. I'm going to show some love to him this week. I'm going to give J.J. the love. I think he's on a roll. I mean, you don't win a tournament and then go to the Masters and show up really well as a guy that young. I just think he's on this little streak right now. I think he's going to ride this this momentum he has and and really make a place. Whether it's, I don't know if he's going to win or not. You know, I don't, I'm not saying he's going to win, but I think you know he might make a top 20 finish. He might really play it out. And then for my winner, a, I think sorry. he had a top five finish last year, right? He's yeah, he's he's great. He's a great golfer, and I think he's just going to bring it. And my winner. I think he's out for revenge. Our guy, Nugget from Crocodile Dundee, a.k.a. Cameron Smith, the man. I'm calling it. I'm going to call it this week. He's out for revenge. He was pissed about last week. He was pissed about that fucking relief that Scotty got on that shot, and he had to shoot it off a grate in the ground. He was was mad about that. He was mad about how he lost to Scotty and how good he played. He wants the revenge. He wants to come back and come in first place so everybody stops talking about Scotty and starts talking about Cam again. That's my prediction. Cam Smith wins it. He's so accurate. He can pinpoint anywhere on those greens. His drives were looking good in the Masters aside from that last round and that beginning when it was a little shaky. But I just think he's just been playing such great golf. I still think he's the best iron player on the tour. I think he's going to make it happen. That's my hot take. I like it, man. I like it a lot. Can we throw out a few names that are just like notable? Yeah, let's throw some notables out there before we end this. Yeah, thing. absolutely. I got I got three guys I want to call out. You guys can call out some others, but let's call Webb Simpson out. He's a previous winner, and he holds the tournament scoring record. Yeah, he plays um, really well. He loves round. this course. Yeah, his uh, previous finishes are ninth, first, sixteenth, fifth, and eleventh. So I don't think you're going to get much better than that. We might be all dumbasses for not calling him um, as one of our picks. Another guy, Troy Merritt. I think he could be a sleeper. He does hold the uh, single uh, round scoring record here as well. I was talking about Um, Troy Merritt with Zach in my previous lineups. I threw him in another one I have. He can get really hot with his putter. uh, So definitely uh, keep an eye out for that dude. We can't not talk about Matt Fitzpatrick here, right? Uh, He's even gone on... He had a a pretty decent uh, showing at the Masters. Didn't finish very strong, but had a good... Had a good run. It's true. It's true. But he has gone on record saying that this is his favorite course or potentially his favorite course. And he had a T4 last year and uh, two other top 15s. Could be a hot pick. That could be a hot pick and it's a value pick too. So it could be a a bit of a pivot at that $9,000 range from, uh, you know, Corey Connors or Shane Lowry. Right. Another another couple we might be sleeping on are Kevin Kisner and Chris Kirk. Yeah. Chris Kirk. Kisner's a South Carolina guy feels at home here so and he's also not a long hitter plays that plays that smooth game he does well when the the field gets condensed with these 
um, these landing areas. So he's someone to look out for for sure. I, I'm and I'm my for sure my little lookout for picks. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it over to Nate Lashley. I'm gonna say he's a great player for this course, and he's been playing great golf lately. I just think it's a good fit. And then I think we're not really talking about Sunjay. I think Sunjay might make a little run here. He wasn't in my lineup just because he is slightly expensive. And I just don't want to spend that much money because I found a couple other value players. But I think he's going to be great. He's been playing great golf. He's not gone anywhere. And after that showing at the Masters and those difficult conditions, I think he's going to really start showing up. I mean, he might have a little too much power for this course. That's the only concern I have, but I I think he'll be controlled. I think he'll still be able to calculate. He's got that tempo, that slow motion. He does. That swing is just so unique with him. It's like frozen in time, that swing. Yep. Just puts it right into the slot and winds up for a few minutes. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I'm excited for this RBC. Oh, can't wait for it. I'm a little pissed off, honestly. Uh, Why did you not pick... Pat Perez, sure. Oh, I don't know. Oh. You know, Pat Perez, I just kind of left out of boy. this one. Yeah. Pat Perez, I don't know if he's going to do it this week. He's more of like a Vegas titty bar golfer. I don't know if he's a Hilton Head, South Carolina. It's a little too preppy for him. I Might be too preppy. Might be a little too preppy for his taste. It's a long plane flight. I feel like Pat Perez hours. is the type of guy that goes to a public golf course and brings his own mac and cheese for the ride. <laughs> Brings a little Yeti cooler for the back of the cart. Yes. He's got a Yeti cooler and a microwave on his cart. Yeah, he's got the whole night. Eating up Hot Pockets and Bagel Bites. Yeah, why not? It's important to be prepared when you come to the course. Oh, absolutely. You can't forget your Blue Gatorades or your Power Bar. Come on, man. Rookie move. I always go Red Gatorade. I feel like it's Power Gatorade. It makes me feel like I'm wearing Tiger Red. Oh, Tiger Woods. Wow. So Red Gatorade makes Brennan feel like Tiger Woods. Interesting. Yeah. It's a good take. It's interesting. Tiger you know, didn't. I, I might, might he, suck, did he, he didn't drink Red Gatorade, but you just associate the red with him. Yeah, anything red is just exactly. associated But I kind of, I, I understand that. It seems like something Tiger would do. All right, enough Tiger talk. We've already talked about Tiger yeah. too much. Tiger, oh. we love you. We wish you the best, but I'm sorry. Not at the office. It RPC always circles heritage. back. We still love you, Tiger. Still love you, Tiger. We'll talk about you some more. All right. Thanks for listening to Good Lies Golf. We'll see you next week. This podcast is brought to you by Johnny Walker Blue Label. Because if you're not drinking the classiest shit on earth, what the fuck are you doing? Drink Johnny Walker Blue Label. It's way too expensive for you to buy in a restaurant or a bar, so buy a bottle for your house and drink it like a degenerate. Cheers.